0: We are taking a short break from our our study in Joshua. We'll, we'll get back to that. I, I don't know exactly how many weeks, but but we'll get back to it. But I, I wanted to take some time uh, in the life of our church and and just kind of go back to some of the basic things. Have you ever kind of felt the need for that, or maybe you know, last year at the beginning of the year, we kind of did a reset. Um, and, and kind of reset everything, and, and sometimes we just kind of need to do that. You ever, you ever do that? You, let, let me tell you where you do that a lot. If you have a Windows computer, occasionally you need to restart that thing. You, you know that? Um, somebody in, in our house, I won't, I won't say who it is, but hardly ever does that, and so one time they were out of town, and I restarted their computer, and it said update one of 200 or something like that. Um. So so it updated all day long. So so sometimes we just need to restart that. Um, Cynthia will hit me when we get out of here. <laughs> um, but sometimes we just don't think about that. We just kind of go along and we go along and 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 we, we just don't realize that. So I kind of want to do that. I just want to kind of kind of get back to some of the basic things that that we're about. So I I've entitled this series the ABCs of FBC Cloudcroft. Does that make sense? Now let, let's get back to the A B. What can be more simple than A B Cs? I know the one two threes, but that doesn't work with with the series here. So so we're just going to kind of get back to some of the basic things, and and today is really just kind of an introduction to the series. So after today, we'll we'll go, and of course we'll take a break, and we have this uh, little thing called Christmas uh, happening in, in the middle of here. But but I just wanted to, I, I just felt the need to take some time and, and do that. Uh, our, our church isn't big. But but we have some new people that have been coming, and and some people who've been here for a, a year or so, maybe sometimes two, and and they'll ask me questions sometimes, and I'll think, you know what, M- maybe I haven't really explained that well. M- maybe I haven't done a, as good a job as I thought in in letting everyone know kind of what we're about and and what we do. So so that's what we're going to do for the next several weeks as we head in, and and I wanted to really kind of start. With just really kind of giving you guys some basics. I'll mention them today. So today's kind of the roadmap. Anybody, Anybody, when you set out on a trip, do you want to know, like, where your next stop is and your stop after that, and we're going to turn left here, and then we're going to go down and turn? Anybody like that? That's a lost art, by the way. Um, the generations coming up, you know, they don't think that way. Uh, those of us who think that way are used to having an atlas or a map. Some of you don't know what an atlas is. It's the dude that holds the world. no. that the the map book that you had but but uh, there are people nowadays that just go by their gps and they're perfectly content with saying turn left here and then you go down a little ways and turn right here i love ours first of all because it has a british accent. i think british accents are way cool Uh, I, i love that and and so it has a british accent and and when we get to our street she says turn left on muchachita and her British, I love that. That's just way cool. Um, they don't have muchachitas in England, I suppose. So I, I just want to kind of give you the roadmap of, of where we're going. And, and I think it's it's kind of a fun thing to do on the Sunday that we're doing communion together because th- these are the kind of things, knowing who we are, what we're about, and where we're going, that, that brings us together, doesn't it? Um, if you if you take a wrong turn somewhere along the way, you know the path to get back on. And and when we do, when we take communion together, that that's a, a really a, a symbol of our unity together in Christ. So, anyways, let, let's just get started. The the first thing that that I want to want to say, and, and you've probably heard this before. I hope you have. So so here's something I should warn you about. Over the next several months, probably over the next year, I want you to hear these things so much that I can say the first word or two and you guys finish all the rest for me. Uh, here's what I've learned in church leadership, but I keep forgetting it, is is when when the leadership is absolutely sick and tired of hearing it, that the people in the back pew heard it three times. Sorry, I'm not picking on you on the back pew, well, except for him. Maybe I'm picking now. But, but you, you get what I'm saying? We talk about it in our leadership meetings and all the things that we do. But if we don't talk about it enough in the service, if we don't talk about it enough, just if it doesn't become a part of our culture, a part of our nomenclature, just, just our wording that we use, then it's not getting across. And, and I realize that I've not done that so well. So, so you guys are going to hear this stuff a lot. You may see it on signs. You might see it on banners. You might see it as taglines and emails. Uh, in in the the year ahead, but I want you to hear it enough that once you hear the first word or two, you guys can finish it because uh, a a leader said one time, just because you have something hanging on the wall doesn't mean it's happening down the hall, right? We, We can say this is our vision, this is our mission, this is our strategy, this is what we're about, But but until it becomes a part of our culture, a part of who we are and and the way that we describe things, then it's not going to be something that we're going to do on a regular basis. So let me just begin with our vision. Now, now, if you have ever been. Oh, yeah, I forgot to do all that, didn't I? But before we get there, let me tell you. Uh uh we we had a great time in vacation, first cruise Cynthia and I have ever taken. I love talking with students because they're like, I want to take a cruise. And I'm like, all right, well, when you've been married 30 years, you go take a cruise. Because it took me that long to get there. Um uh and, and we hit the ground running when we came back. We just had a really fun student retreat. So we had 10 of our students uh that went away Friday night and Saturday. And, and our, our theme was community. So, so we spent a, a whole lot of time talking about unity together. And, and my prayer for our youth group here is that they become such a close-knit group of believers that they can support one another, not just in the church, but in the school. I, I would love it if one of them is having a tough day in school and they grab another one and say, Hey, can you pray for me? And, and I'd love to walk through the school and see some of our guys or our gals over praying uh, for each other. But in doing that, we were having so much fun that they made a, a short little video. They wanted you to see some of the fun. I know, but they don't know what TikTok is. Um, uh, a short little video uh, just so that you can get an idea of how much fun we had over this retreat. If you had a bad day, call Jesus. If they're lying in your face, call it Jesus. If your boo broke up with you, call Jesus. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So they introduced me to TikTok. It's a it's a little video app and you may see see a few of those somewhere along the the year as we go or on our Facebook page. Thank you for reminding me. I almost forgot to do that. They would have shot me if I didn't do that. So so our vision what and when I say this now, if you've ever done anything in leadership circles, maybe some of you have been in companies where they, they go through and they talk about vision, there, a lot of people talk about vision in a lot of different ways. So we're going to talk about vision kind of in two ways. Uh, uh, this one right now, this is what I, I would want us to become. Hopefully it's who we are. But this is what I would want us to become. If someone said, tell me about this group of people called First Baptist Church, Cloud Croft, then this is our vision for who we are, who we hope to become. And, and it goes this way. We're going to sing again. <laughs> it, it goes this way. We are Christ followers, committed family, and compassionate friends. Now, I'm, I'm not going to explain all that to you today, uh but 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 if you kind of get that we'll talk about that um in, in weeks ahead but 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 that's really what i want us to be christ followers we we're followers of jesus first and foremost we're committed family i i want us to be so tight together that this idea of community that we're unified together that we're committed to one another uh not not that we we get ir- we're going to get irritated with one another i i promise you that'll happen you hang around me long enough and I'll, I'll get on your nerves. You may get on my nerves. And, uh, but, but when we do that, we just work through it. I mean, you do that with family, don't you? You just work it out. You don't pack up your toys and go home. Or if you do, you come back the next day and bring them back. But that, that we're committed family and that we're compassionate friends. I want, I want us to be known as a church through this community as, hey, these people love me and they care about me. Now, now we know we live in a culture where there's a lot of things that we don't agree with. There's a lot of things in our culture that are contrary to what the Bible says. But I don't ever want us to come across to people as not loving. I want us to be known as compassionate friends to the community. Isn't that what they said of Jesus? He was the friend to the sinner. Now, I wouldn't go out. I didn't want to say friends to sinners. You know, that makes people feel bad when you tell them you're a sinner, that they're a sinner. And that's probably part of our problem is our image as a church is that's what we've been seen as i want us to be known as compassionate friends so that's our vision and and where we get that is if you look in acts chapter 2 the, the birth of the church this is the day of pentecost remember they've been there and and they've been praying in the in the upper room and and the holy spirit came and filled them and, and i want you to notice this Once they were filled with the Holy Spirit, you know what they started doing? They went out and they praised God and pointed people to God. And and the Bible says that there were people there from every every nation, all different dialects, all different languages, and that they heard the praises of God in their own language, their own dialects. Isn't that cool? Then this amazing thing happened. Peter got up to preach, and I hate to say this, but it's just true, so I need to. He preached about a 15-minute message. Now, don't get too excited. I think the invitation was about two hours long. So if you tell me you want me to be like Peter, you remember that. But he preached this this really shortened message in in Acts chapter 2. And it says, and with many words after that, that's how I know it was a long invitation. With many words, he, he pleaded with them, he implored them, and, and, and the Holy Spirit convicted them and pierced their heart, and they said, what must we do to be saved? And 3,000 men were saved that day. It wasn't counting the men and women or the women and children. 3,000 men were saved that day. That's a good church plant, by the way. I, I think that's awesome. 3,000, it began. But, but then this really cool thing happened. If you skip down toward the end of chapter 2, remember this all happens in chapter 2 of Acts. It says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fel- and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayers. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. Now, they went even as far as doing this. We talked about this in our youth retreat this weekend. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. Here's the cool thing. Here's here's where this vision comes from. And day by day, attending the temple together, breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Isn't that cool? isn't that what we want as a church? That's what I want. And, and so we express that by saying we're Christ followers, we're committed family, and we're compassionate friends. And, and that's the verse that we take that from. So that's our vision. That's who I want us to be. I'll, I'll talk about vision a little bit differently uh, at the end here, but but that's who I want us to be. When someone, when someone describes First Baptist Church, Clowcroft, that's the way I want them to describe us. Christ followers, Committed family and compassionate friends. Then, then we're gonna talk about our mission. Because sometimes I think church churches forget what it is that they're supposed to be doing. Does that ever happen to you? Did you kind of get off mission? Um I, I know we have some uh some people who who do construction kind of stuff for for a living, and I know this never happens that you have a job that you go and and you, and you work with someone and this gets added, and this gets added, and this gets added. Before you know, you, you're you like doing a, a home remodel instead of a bathroom. <laughs> we tend to do that. We forget why we're here. So I want us to always remember our mission, the thing that we're called to do is this. This is the way that, that we phrase it. Lead people into a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, we we word it that way. We didn't come up with this new uh, the, the really simple way to put this is make disciples. That, that's what we're called to do. And we get that from Act not, from Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. And here's what it is. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I am with you even to the end of the age. Now, it sounds a little bit scary that there's a time when Jesus isn't going to be with us, but that's not what he's saying. He's going to be with us to the end. And, and, and really, the, the, there's one command in this passage. You may have heard this preached different ways. I, I know that I have. I've heard people use this to say, you're commanded to go, because that's what it says. First, go, therefore. That's actually not a command in the Greek. That's, that's a participle. As you're going going, teaching, baptizing. That those are, are participles. The command is make disciples. And in the Greek, it's really cool. It's one word, disciple, <laughs> disciple. And, and so, we we kinda we kind of separate that a little bit. We'll talk about this more in a couple of weeks. We we separate that a little bit and and, and we use words like this and, and I, I want to try to get away from that and just get back to what the Bible says. But we'll talk about evangelism and discipleship. You ever heard that in church circles? Never is that separated in scripture. Jesus says here, Go and disciple. <laughs> you disciple how? Baptizing them as as you're going baptizing them so bringing them into the fellowship that that you're you're teaching them to observe so so the the idea with with discipling is you take them where they are where where they are you start with them where they are and you lead them into this life-changing relationship with jesus do you know when discipleship stops never <laughs> in in fact of the five purposes of the church um, only one of them has to be done here, and we call that one evangelism. That is that is that initial part of, of leading people to faith in Christ. I don't think we're going to quit discipling in heaven. Do you think you're going to quit learning in heaven? Well, I hope not, because you're never going to know everything. But but discipling them, can you imagine, instead of doing what we traditionally have done, is where you go out and you hit them with the gospel presentation and lead them to faith in Christ, baptize them and then we hope they figure it out after that usually is the our our mo what if what if we just decided god put somebody on my heart and we just start we come alongside them and we say you know what i'm going to disciple them well they're not even a christian yet that's okay (laughs) i'm going to disciple them how do you do that well teaching them to observe all that jesus has commanded so i'm just going to come alongside do you know that that most people take a while to come to faith in Christ. Do you know that? And, and and what if what if you just started a conversation with them that just lasted? And they got to see Jesus working in you. I, I think we'd be a lot more effective in bringing people to faith in Christ, don't you think? I know we'd be a lot, a lot more effective in teaching them how to walk with him. And that's what we're talking about, leading people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus. Then, then we're going to talk about strategy. How do we do that? So that's the who and that's the what. Um, and, and then we're going to talk about the how. How do we do that? Well, there's kind of two different areas that I want us to, uh, to, to talk about as we go through this series. In that, One of them is the strategy for outreach, a strategy for us getting outside of the walls of the church. And we have to be purposeful in this. Because if not, we just got back from a cruise ship. That was really fun. God, for those little images that go behind your ear, because we had some rocky days, uh, some pretty rough, rough waves as we went along, and I didn't get seasick once. It was great. Even as I did this, like, all night long and the ship tossed, kind of felt like the disciples in the boat. Actually, it was more like Jesus He was sleeping while the ship was tossing. Anyways, we're not a cruise ship. Did you guys know that? Churches forget that. Churches think that we're all about us, and we're all about fellowship together, and we're all about having fun. By the way, you know how you spell cruise? F-O-O-D. I didn't know that. Man, is there a lot of food on a cruise ship. I kind of wished I'd ordered three of the lobster tails right away, but I didn't do that. Just had one. We're not a cruise ship. Churches aren't cruise ships. You know what churches are? They're fishing vessels. You see, we're not here for us. We're, we're here for them. And, and so we need to be purposeful in, in getting outside the walls of the church. And, and, and so in, in outreach, and, and, and really we kind of take this from Acts chapter 2 also, here's our strategy for outreach. It's not complicated. There are, are, I'm sure, church leaders that would give me a hard time about being this simplistic, but it's just this. Invest, invite, do life through Christ. What does that mean? That means that we invest in people who don't know Christ. We invest in people who do know Christ too, but this is our outreach. Invest in somebody who doesn't know Christ. You don't just hit them with a gospel presentation and, you know, they they get it or don't and you move on. You invest in them. You come alongside them. You walk through the messy stuff of life through them. So you invest and then you invite them here You invite them into the fellowship. Baptizing them is what Jesus is talking about in Matthew 28. You invite them into the fellowship and you just do life together with them in Christ. I know that that, boy, that sounds like a lot of work, doesn't it? It is. That's not a week long campaign, that's not a a year long emphasis, it's a lifestyle. And so our strategy and outreach is that, investing in them, inviting them in our lives, inviting them into the fellowship of the church, and just doing life together with them through Christ. But we also have a strategy for growth, and this is where I took the name for the series. Our strategy for growth is pretty simple. It's the ABCs. Anybody? I know when I said that, I know there was at least one person in here that starts singing an ABC song in your head. Who was it? Yeah, okay. And and I and I stole this and adapted it from another church, so now it's ours. Um, they did the A B C, but I added the S on there. So it's now it's it's original, it's new, never been heard of before. But it's this, it's really simple. The A stands for attend. That sounds really simple, right? I believe, and, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a pastor of a church and a pastor with nobody coming to church doesn't really have a job. I'm not saying it because of that, but I just know it's true that the, the way that we grow in our faith in Christ is in community with one another. I, I know that that's true. We are called the body of Christ, and you cannot live, you cannot survive separated from the body. You don't believe me? We've got some guys in our town. You just go, look, they're missing a piece of their finger, and I bet you that piece isn't alive anymore. Jim? Yeah. You you cut a piece of your finger off, and you throw it over on the side, and it's going to die. We are the same way. We can't grow in our faith in Christ apart from one another. I know that that's not very Western thinking of me. I know that's not very cowboy or individualistic uh, of me are the cowboys playing today hope they win um in 15 minutes no they would have already started but it's true we're members of the body of christ we cannot go it alone and the way that we say that is attend at least twice a month i know i know um that, that's crazy. They, they've decided that the, or, or they found out through studies, that the average attendance of a committed church member is two times a month. 2.1, actually. I don't know how you do that, but two times a month. So we're saying attend worship on Sundays at least twice a month. And some of you are going, man, what? Well, that's crazy easy to do. Oh, yeah? Well, we missed the last two. <laughs> Thankfully, I got the first one and the last one in this month. I'm two times. Vacations, life stuff. I mean, we just know that that happens. So we're saying attend at least twice a month. I'll get into that more when we get there. But the other one is belong. Belong to a small group. And we're, we're, we used to say that meets regularly. We're going to tweak that a little or that meets weekly. We're going to tweak that and say that meets regularly. So you guys, you're going to see, I should have told you this at the beginning. We're going to see some changes as we go along this next year. This next year is going to be a year of change for our church. I know some of you, I done went and said the C word, huh? Changes like surgery. Did you know that? Changes that you make are minor changes. Changes that I make are major changes. But but we're we're going to make some changes in some of the ways that we're we're doing some things here. One of the things that that we're going to spin back up we used to do is our small groups, small groups that that meet in homes. I just think that's the best way to really get to know people. That's the best way to do life on life together. So we're going to spin those back up. But belong to belong to a small group that meets regularly. C is for commit. You knew that was coming somewhere, but it's not the way you think. Commit to serve somewhere, and and we're trying to find a good way to say this. Perpetually is one of the ways that we say, or or continually, but, but where you have a place of service, here's what I would love to have happen. In this next year, that everyone get plugged into service in such a way that in any given Sunday, you could point to anybody and say, what's your job? And they can tell you. They can tell you. It's not a as I can kind of thing. It's a this is this is what I do. And and it doesn't mean you have to do that every week. There's all kinds of ways that we can serve here. But it's that everybody knows this is what I do. This is what I do. You commit to serve somewhere. And then finally, share. We need to be more intentional in, in actually taking the gospel to other people. This is where it's hard. And I know. As soon as I say this, some of you are thinking, oh, no. Uh, Visions of evangelism explosion, anybody remember those? Continuing witness training, uh, anybody for spiritual laws? Those are great tools. All of those are great tools. Roman Road. And and you're thinking, oh, no, oh, no, he's going to want us to go knocking on doors. Well, if it's your neighbor, maybe. But, but here's what we're talking about in share. We want you to be intentional in sharing your faith. And so here's the way that we want to do that. One is we want you to attend at least one class per year in, in giving you some tools in sharing your faith. At the end, we're not going to go knocking on doors. Unless God puts that on your heart, you can go knock on your neighbor's door. But we want to equip you to be able to do that. The second thing is this, every other year, we want you to be involved in, in a mission project that's sponsored by this church. Every other year. So that makes it easy. Those aren't always overseas. Um, I just right now just had a, a brainstorm for a mission trip. Are you guys ready? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you ever heard of anybody doing a mission trip on a cruise? Why not? Why not? Good. Why not? Wouldn't that be cool? What are they going to do? Kick you off the boat? <laughs> they might leave you behind, but but every and so it doesn't have to be away somewhere. We've done things in Nicaragua, we've done things in Panama. I've been to Ethiopia. We we've done things in in Creole, Mexico, and we can do those kind of things. They don't have to be big, long, and expensive. But but a mission effort, a mission project from this church just every other year that you commit to being trained once a year and that you commit to doing it every other year. And, and that's our strategy to help you grow. And, and we know God does the work in our hearts. We we know that, right? I mean, we, we understand that. But there are some things we can do that will put us in a position for God to work in our hearts. And I believe that these, th- these are some of those. It's kind of like if you want to get healthy, My doctor tells me this all the time. Eat right and exercise. And 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 I did that one day. Nothing happened. (laughs) I went on a cruise. I I ate right twice on the cruise. So so we, we know that that you just have to do that over a period of time and. And, and if we do those, God will cause the growth. God will do the work and change us. Let me finish with this, and, and then we'll enter a time where we share the Lord's Supper together. Looking ahead just a little bit, I, I want to spend a, at the end of this just some time just kind of looking ahead. And, and this is a, another way that we kind of talk vision. And, and this is this is more of a vision on on where we're going. Uh, some of you know, some of you don't. I mentioned the building team. We're we're actually in in the design phase. We're 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 looking at, at building at expanding these these physical facilities that we have. And and man, that's a big deal. We're we're not gonna we're not gonna rush into anything. We want to make sure we're doing it right. But 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 I, I realize in a conversation with someone that that I haven't really I haven't really done a good job of giving you guys an idea of like where we're going. Uh, how many of you would go on a trip with me if I said, let's just load up in the van. Where are we going? Well, you'll find out when we get there. How long is it going to take? I know some of you would. Y'all are great. Uh, how long is it going to take? I don't know, but bring all your clothes <laughs> and your money. <laughs> and And so, so it helps sometimes to just kind of know. Now, I don't know all the details. We're working through that with the building team as far as facilities. But there are some things I know. And we'll spend some time. Uh, in that part, looking ahead, what's ministry going to look like in the next five to ten years? Well, we we need to make sure that that the way that we do ministry, and that's probably one of the things that's going to change in this next year, that that the way that we do ministry goes with our strategy for growth and for outreach. That what's our structure going to look like? In the days, in the years ahead, well, we're going to have to change some of those things and structure. I mean, you just have to as you grow, right? Any of you wearing the same pants you wore in high school? I know, you're in high school. It doesn't count. <laughs> but it, we have to change some things as, as we grow. Sometimes here's the hardest part of changes, and I know this. I know this with you guys, and, and you know that, that I am in this with you. We're not leaving anytime soon. I'm in this with you. Sometimes you have to make the changes so that you can grow, and those are the harder ones. Well, it's working right now. Any of you guys take really good care of your cars? I want you to take good care of mine too. Here's one of the hardest things, and and, and I'll, I'll admit I've only ever done this once, and it cost me so much that I didn't do it again. Here's one of the hardest things for me to do with my vehicle you hit that mileage number that says, "Okay, we need to change all of your belts, including your timing belt." So, why is working? <laughs> we did that one time. You know that's expensive, but you know what? They didn't break on that car. I've had a break on others, but so sometimes, sometimes the hardest changes are, are the ones that that we need to do while things are still working. We need to make changes to that so we can grow, and that's going to happen. In the next year, so I want to spend some time at the end of the series, just kind of just kind of letting you know, hey, look, this is this is where we're going. That this is this is what I see our ministry looking like a, a little bit down the road. That this is what I see our, our structure maybe changing to, so that we can grow a, a little bit down the road. I want you guys to know that. Anybody likes surprises? Yeah, when it's a car, it's a good surprises. it's always kind of better i think in a church to kind of let you know ahead of time the changes that we're going to make and and i want to do better about that so i want to spend some time at the end of this series doing that here's the deal we're not just here biding our time we're not just ticking off the days i'm not doing that as your pastor i'm not here because i can't go anywhere else i'm here because i don't want to go anywhere else but but I'm here because God's called me here. And I believe that very similar to my calling here as your pastor, that God has called you to be here at this place and at this time as well. And guys, we're going to give an account to our Lord Jesus for what we're doing here and what we're not doing here. I want to be sure, I want to be sure that when that day comes, that what we hear from Jesus was, well done, my good and faithful servant, I, I want to make sure that we're doing that. So we're going to spend some time talking about that. What here's what I want to ask you to do today, and 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 as I pray, I'll ask for the the, the deacons and ushers to come uh, for for communion. Worship team can can come up too. But but everything we talked about this even in Sunday school this morning, everything that we do with the Lord always starts with surrender. Isn't that a weird thing to thing? I any of you ever see that movie Flushed Away? I don't know much about French people, but this one is a really funny part in the movie. They said, "Okay, it was the French frogs. Do the French thing. We surrender." <laughs> if you're French here, I'm I'm so sorry. I don't know what I'm just saying. But you know what that's how it is as a believer, as a follower of Jesus. You do the Jesus thing, and we have to say, okay, I surrender. Everything we do as a believer begins with surrender. We, we just have to surrender. We spend a lot of time talking with our students about surrendering our preferences. We don't always get our way. You know what? It's better if we just look for God's way. And so this morning, here's what I want to ask you to do is we prepare our hearts to, to receive Communion. Uh, while they're passing the the bread and and while they're passing the juice that that you just put yourself in a place of surrender with God and 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 would you do this with me just say you know what God I don't know everything that this next year is going to hold for me in this church I don't know everything that this next year is going to hold for me as a believer but God I commit right now to just giving it to you it's hard, isn't it <laughs> abraham would have loved to heard that conversation with sarah honey we're moving where are we going i don't know <laughs> god said we're moving so we're moving but but that's where we need to be So let me pray and then we'll ask the the deacons to, to pass the the juice and bread father we do surrender And we don't know all the details, and we don't have everything all worked out, and we don't even know really what this next year is going to hold for us personally, relationally, financially, for our families. God, here's what we do know, that we can trust you. God, even though we don't know what the year holds for us, we know who holds us, and that's you. So, Lord, we just surrender to you this morning. We we surrender our preferences. We surrender our desires. We surrender our hopes and our dreams. God, all those things we just want to lay before you. And, And, God, we know that you've called us here at this time for a very specific purpose. And so, God, we surrender to your will. And just pray that you'd show us, God, on a daily basis what it is you'd have us do. I thank you, Lord, that you've brought us all here to this place at this time. And, God, we look forward with anticipation to what you're going to do. As we spend some time, Lord, now focusing, remembering the reason that we do all this, it's because of what Christ has done for us. So, Father, as we receive the bread, I pray that you'd help us to remember the body of Christ that was hung on the cross for us, that he took our sin in his body as we received the juice that we would remember that it was the blood of Jesus Christ that was spilled for us, that he not only took our sin, but he took your wrath, your punishment for our sin. God, you've saved us from our sin. You've called us righteous because of Jesus. Lord, we don't belong to ourselves anymore. We belong to you. God, we thank you for saving us.